Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway. Happy Father's Day to all of you dads out there. This is a fantastic time of the year. Hopefully, it's beautiful in your part of the world. Well, I guess it's not beautiful in every part of the world because for those of you who are below the equator, it is winter time. Well, it's summertime here in Minnesota, and we are just so happy about that because, boy, did we get some snow this year. But anyway, fathers, dads, you guys are a precious and wonderful commodity. Somewhere in the Bible it says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And uh, I want to, to just congratulate every father out there because... Um, Fathering is a challenge, it is a privilege, it is something that not all dads who want to be dads get to do in this world, but it is so critically important. If you don't believe me, let me read you just a few statistics on what happens when dads are not around. According to the United States Census Bureau, there are roughly 24 million children in America one out of three, who live without a biological father in the home. Children who grow up without a father or father figure are four times more likely to be poor. They are more likely to be delinquent. They are more likely to commit suicide, more likely to run away, more likely to show behavior disorders, and more likely to drop out of high school, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. More likely to resort to drugs and alcohol, and more likely to end up in prison or jail. So, all that to say, dads, you are appreciated. For those of you who are dads, who take your responsibilities seriously, who are there, show up for those kids every day, every time. You are amazing, and God bless every single one of you. So we're going to talk today about our topic. This is my gift to the dads. On Mother's Day, if you uh, missed it, I did a show called Why Can't I Sleep? For all of you who have trouble sleeping, there are millions, millions of people around the world who suffer from insomnia and who have who are sleep deprived and who have trouble getting to sleep. And if you missed all the statistics and, and, and all of the reasons why sleep important is important if you haven't figured it out already, I encourage you to visit speedway.com and uh, click on that Mother's Day show called Why Can't I Sleep? You'll find it on the home page and uh, you'll get the beginning of the discussion that we are going to continue today. In that first show, one of the things I said was, 
you probably don't have insomnia, and your sleeplessness may actually be a choice. Hmm, yeah. Uh, And to the extent that you disagree, one of the things I said in the last show is actually your insomnia may not be insomnia at all, because insomnia is essentially a clinical um, sleep disorder. And what you may simply have is you may simply suffer from sleep deprivation. And we went through a number of ways that you could address simple things that you're doing in your days that are creating what I call sleep blockers, um, which are things that block you from being able to sleep, quite simply. Okay? Um, A couple of statistics, because personally I like statistics. I worked for a uh, manager once who had this amazing ability to weave statistics into everyday conversation, and I actually found it quite relevant in a lot of ways, and I think that's probably where I picked up this habit. But um, it's always so good for setting the stage, you know. So let's talk about a few statistics. Nearly a quarter of adults are unhappy with their sleep patterns while up to only 10% of those adults meet the criteria for full-fledged insomnia. That's why I say you might not actually have insomnia at all. But uh, those people who have insomnia are at greater risk for depression, hypertension, and diabetes. Insomnia can have physical and psychological negative effects. I'll give you a few examples. Impaired mental function. All of the all of you who have ever had sleep deprivation or those of you who actually suffer from, you know, real insomnia know that it can affect your ability to concentrate and your memory and it can affect your ability to perform daily tasks. I find that there are days when if I haven't had enough sleep, I I can tell that I'm just moving slower, my mind is moving slower, it takes me an hour to do something that normally might take me you know, half that time to do if I haven't had enough sleep. Insomnia can also cause stress and depression. It increases the activity of hormones and pathways in the brain that cause stress. And changes in sleep patterns have been shown to significantly affect a person's Mood. Oh, gee, there's a surprise, right? Continuous insomnia may be a sign of anxiety and depression. Speaking of moods, anybody with kids knows how much even an hour less of sleep for a child can change, can ruin their entire next day. And everybody else is around them too, right? Because they're cranky, they're moody, they cry at everything, they snap at their 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 friends, their siblings at you, and they're rude and they're horrible and they don't want to eat and they just Arr! that is what happens when sleep deprivation occurs, even in children. At least seventy percent of people with depression also experience insomnia. As many as twenty five percent of people with anxiety de- disorders also experience insomnia. There are other negative side effects, like psychiatric disorders. In one study, they found that 40% of people with insomnia also had a psychiatric disorder. So now, if you were trying to claim that you had insomnia, 
And now you're starting to hear that actually not only is it a clinical condition, but there are these things attached to it that you're not experiencing, hopefully, psychiatric disorders, anxiety disorders, depression, stress. You know, if these are not the things that are happening to you, they may also suggest that perhaps what you have is something a little bit milder, a little bit less um, drastic than insomnia. Insomnia can also cause headaches. Headaches that occur at night or early morning may be related to insomnia. There was also a study that was show, that showed that people with chronic insomnia had signs of heart and nervous system activity that may put them at risk of heart disease. This is a very good reason to go talk to your doctor if you're having chronic trouble sleeping. Insomnia also creates a uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, let me rephrase that. There are certain substances that play a role uh, in insomnia, like alcohol, cocaine, and sedatives can also be uh, up to 10 to 15% of cases uh, cause, uh, linked to chronic insomnia. So all of these are all the horrible reasons why insomnia is a very bad thing and why you should actually go and talk to your doctor about it, even though most people who suffer from sleep deprivation don't actually talk to their doctor about it. There are two kinds of sleep. You probably know this already. There is non-rapid eye movement or non-rem sleep. This is the quiet or restful phase of sleep and is also referred to as slow-wave sleep. It's divided into four stages of progressively deepening sleep. Ooh, yes. Rapid eye movement sleep, REM sleep. This is the phase of sleep in which the brain is active and dreaming occurs. This is also known as dream sleep. So if you wake up and you know you've had a dream, whether you know what it is or not, you were in REM sleep. And the goal is to make sure that you get that deep sleep a couple of hours every night because sometimes you can have a night where you know you were sleeping but you were tossing, turning, and you were uncomfortable and you felt like your sleep was right there on the surface. Those of you who have babies in the house, you know exactly what I'm talking about because the minute that little baby goes, uh, you jump out, you fly out, of your, you fly out of the bed and you are down the hall or wherever to the crib in a heartbeat. You are not getting deep sleep. So tips, what can we do? You might be thinking, yeah, yeah. So I listened to that other show, and I did, you know, maybe most, some, all, hopefully all of those things, and I'm still having trouble sleeping. So what now? I'm going to give you some more ideas. They're not all the ideas. They're just some more. So here's one tip. Examine your environment for sleep blockers. Last show, I said, if you are going to be serious about improving your sleep habits, then you need to get rid of all of the other things that you're doing in your bedroom, and I list them in that show. So if you're wondering what they are, go check it out. Well, go check out the show. Um, but examine your sleep, your environment for sleep blockers, like the television, the computer, the electric blanket. You might be thinking, the electric blanket, why? This is a problem that I actually have on a 
reasonably regular basis, I think my my heart my temperature my body temperature rises at night. So what happens is I get into bed and I'm cold. So I turn on the heating blanket, and um, that's well and good, except somewhere around you know anywhere between one and three a.m. I get really hot, and it wakes me up, and uh, then I'm just annoyed. Because I know that I wake up sweating and I know it's because the ambient temperature is too high and I am hot. And that's what wakes me up. So uh, once I figured that out, I quit turning on the uh, the electric blanket when I got into bed. I would turn it on before I got into bed. And as soon as I got into bed, I would turn it off. And that way the temperature would go down after having kept me warm enough to actually get comfortable and go to bed. Other things that could be in your environment being problematic, the be- your bedclothes. For example, I find it extremely difficult to sleep in flannel sheets if I have flannel pajamas on because every time I turn around, there is so much friction and, you know, the, the, the legs of the pajamas ride up around my knees and, you know, when I turn, the shirt bunches up. It's extremely uncomfortable. And something as simple as that can get in the way of your your ability to get a good night's sleep. Nicotine in tobacco products, this is my second tip for the day, is a stimulant that can cause sleeplessness. So hmm, I don't know how much I really need to say about that. I can't think of anything good about nicotine as I sit here right at the moment, so let's just... Say what that one is and just move on. Tip number three. So tip number one was examine your environment for sleep blockers. Tip number two, nicotine in tobacco products is going to be a problem to your sleeplessness. So if you're a smoker, this might be part of the reason why you're having trouble sleeping. Number three, stop worrying. Sleeplessness can happen just because People are lying in bed worrying about stuff. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about my spouse. Is he safe? He's traveling. He's gone. She is out of town. I wonder if she's all right. She's, you know, doing whatever she's doing out there. And among all of those things, people worry about whether they can get to sleep. They watch the clock and they turn around and they try and sleep. And then they worry, ooh, a few more hours have gone by and I probably am not, uh, I don't think I've fallen asleep. And then they turn around they look at the clock again. And then they turn around and they worry. And so all this worrying is not going to help because your mind is racing and you're not calming down. If you find yourself up in the middle of the night because you're worrying, there are some experts who would recommend that rather than laying there watching the clock and worrying, you should employ tip number four, which is get out of bed. Get out of your get out of your bedroom and go do something else until you're ready to fall asleep. So pick up that book that you've been reading in bed, take it down to the living room, lay on the couch in the living room, and read the book. Do not watch television unless you're one of those people who finds that actually watching TV is something that lulls you to sleep. Go figure. Tip number five. Do not work out too close to your bedtime. Keeping active and getting some aerobic exercise three to four times a week is actually going to do a lot for you to ward off your insomnia. 
because you're going to be, you know, being more active makes you healthier. It causes your blood to circulate more efficiently. And actually, if you're if you're getting a pretty serious workout and you're spending 40 minutes in the uh, within your uh, heart within your target zone for your heart rate, then you may find that actually you're more tired at night because of the exercise. During exercise, the body is going to produce more of the healthy stress hormones and endorphins that you need. These natural chemicals are going to be available when we need them, and the, um, these endorphins actually level off as the day goes on. By the time, if you work out in the morning, by the time the sun goes down, the brain will replace them with the melatonin needed for restful sleep. If you work out, though, at night and you wait until then to undertake an exercise routine, it's actually probably going to contribute to your insomnia because your bloodstream is now full of these energizing hormones brought on by the exercise. And having an abundance of these late in the day is going to work against you in terms of your ability to sleep. And by the way, speaking of melatonin, um, I have never actually tried it myself, but I have been told that uh, taking a melatonin supplement is actually very helpful and conducive to sleep. It's great because it's not, you know, a drug and supposedly it's not addictive. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a doctor. So if if you really want to consider it, then you need to do some research, talk to your doctor about it. But I've been told generally very good things about melatonin by people who have used it. In fact, I have a friend whose daughter, 11-year-old daughter, used it when she was having trouble sleeping, and it was phenomenally useful. If one were to wait until, okay, so we talked about the exercise, so let me not go back to that. Number six, tip number six, treat your medical conditions. If you have chronic pain, chronic breathing difficulties, or a need to urinate frequently, you might develop insomnia because you've got these sleep blockers interrupting you at night. There are certain conditions that have been linked with insomnia, and these include arthritis, cancer, heart failure, lung disease. Oh, here is GERD. I was trying to remember what, gas, what, what GERD stood for in the, in the previous show, uh, but I see it here in my notes. Gastroesophageal reflux disease. I think I totally got that wrong. Um, other issues, conditions that have been linked with insomnia include having an overactive thyroid, stroke, Parkinson's disease, and Alzheimer's disease. So if you're wondering why it's a big deal that you should get enough sleep, here are just some of the reasons. Making sure that your medical conditions are well treated may very well help you with your insomnia because they may be serving as sleep blockers for you. If you have arthritis, for example, take a pain reliever before bed, and that may help you sleep better. And uh, this takes us to sleep uh, tip number seven, my last tip for the day. Sleep in the same place every night. You might be thinking, hmm, what do you mean by that? There are people, especially those of you who live by yourself, if you are single, you might be inclined to fall asleep on the couch, to fall asleep on the floor, to fall asleep wherever you might plop yourself in your house because, well, you can. 
And what I would say to you is that actually this is one of the things that may contribute to you not sleeping well. Aside from the fact that your couch was, you know, maybe not designed for sleeping and um, you may not be comfortable and you may not have sufficient covers on you at the time, uh, and that goes for your floor too, the act of going to bed in the same place every night is going to encourage your body to respond in the same way every time you walk into your bedroom. And all of these things can contribute towards healthier sleep habits. So with that, I am really hoping that between this show and the show that I did on Mother's Day, you have enough suggestions and things that you can change so that when you get into bed and you start pumping those sheets, you can actually fall asleep. And so that takes us to the end of our show. I encourage you to visit thespeedwayshow.com or speedway.com for some articles and tips on how you can improve your sleep habits and also for a book that I highly recommend that you read. It's called I Can Make You Sleep, and he can too. And um, so with that, go in peace and enjoy a better night's sleep and happy, happy, happy Father's Day to all of those dads out there and to all of the kids and the others who are privileged to have father figures in their lives. Thank you for joining us on The Speedway Show. Visit thespeedwayshow.com for content and other episodes. Join the fan page at facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And follow Speedway on Twitter at the handle The Speedway Show. Until next week, live well, live fully, and love deeply.